Remember the movie Gremlins about that cute little baby Yoda precursor named Gizmo, who, if you got him wet or fed him after midnight, terrible things would happen. Mainly, this adorable mogwai would transform into these ugly-looking gremlins who wreck havoc in town and ruin Christmas all at the same time. Our thoughts are a lot like those gremlins. Sometimes what we tell ourselves is incredibly helpful and can be kind of adorable, like Gizmo. Oftentimes, our thoughts run amok like those chaos gremlins and stop us from taking action in our business or getting our message out into the world. What can we do about those gremlin thoughts? How can we create a mindset that helps us get our message into the world? And this is exactly why I'm talking to my guest, Casey Rossi, about in this episode of the Rebel Uprising podcast. Casey is a business and leadership coach who helps women scale a profitable and soul-aligned business. She is the founder of the Soul Print Method, a system that helps entrepreneurs leverage strengths joyfully to enhance performance and thrive. Casey hosts the Women Developing Brilliance podcast, which I have been on, a show dedicated to growth strategies for leaders with a purpose. So let's tackle our thought gremlins that keep us getting our work out into the world. And I'll be back at the end of the show with a wrap up and some additional thoughts just for you. listening to the Rebel Uprising podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping passionate business owners become recognized leaders who make more money and impact the world by turning their messy, complicated ideas into thriving thought leadership businesses. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Mazer, and I'll be your no BS guide in the art of building a business that gets noticed. Each week, I share strategies, tools, and insights on how to turn your complicated ideas into great messaging and solid business structures. Are you ready to create an uprising in your industry? Let's do this. Casey, I am so excited to have you on the podcast this week. So welcome. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's awesome to be here. Yes. And I'm excited because as a person who helps people with their message, I know that a great brand message does nothing if it dies in a Google Doc. And the reason that they tend to die in the Google Doc has nothing to do with the message. It has everything to do with what is going on in their head. So we're going to talk about mindset. But before we go into detail about that, I want to know what exactly, in your opinion, is mindset? What are we dealing with here? Yeah, awesome. I'm so glad you're kicking it off there. You're absolutely right. So many of the times we hold ourselves back and it really derives from what's going on in between our ears. So I love that you're bringing that up. And for me, mindset is how we frame our world and all the people, the places, and the things in it. We really each have a unique filter. So it's kind of if you were to envision it as our own paradigm of results, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's 
starts with our thoughts. So thoughts can absolutely not be underestimated because they are the top of this cascade and thoughts then in turn govern our emotions. So our feeling state, which Mm -hmm. then have the power to initiate action or actually they can also be the catalyst that prevent action. So it's either action or inaction. And as we know, action or the lack thereof is the precursor to our results. So this cascade of events is predictable and powerful. The cool thing is that mindset is not only key, but it's a lever that we control. So that to me is the most exciting, empowering piece of the puzzle. Do you feel that most people are on autopilot, though, with their mindset? I think a lot of people are. In fact, studies have shown that these automatic negative thoughts, they're called ants. We have thousands upon thousands, over 50,000. Some have even said it really goes to the 60, 70, 80,000 of these ants every single day. What is so mind-blowing is the majority of those ants are repeatable day after day after day. And what that does, Michelle, is it grooves these neural pathways. And then we just start to go that direction, just like when we mindlessly go to the grocery store because we've done it a thousand plus Mm -hmm. times. That's what's happening with our conditioning is we're actually, you're right, falling prey to this autopilot because it's the path of least resistance. That being said, we can also scientifically proven groove new neural pathways in our brain and flip the script, which is exciting. And what's fascinating to me is there's actually some overlap here with the persuasion work that I do because Robert Cialdini in his book Influence calls talks about fixed action patterns. Mm. And that is our automatic thinking, like when we have to make a decision. So when we go to the grocery store, we don't sit there and weigh the pros and cons of each cereal. We just think to ourselves, oh, I like Lucky Charms. I'm getting Lucky Charms because it's that highway, that grooved neural pathway that we follow every time we go to the grocery store. So that is a fascinating definition and look into this. So in your experience with working with clients, what are some of the most common mindset blocks that stop business owners from actually showing up and sharing their message? Yeah, that's such a brilliant question and very interesting because I think many times we feel that our problems are extremely unique to us. And when we can like level the playing field and realize that so many people struggle with almost the exact same challenges, yes, of course, there's going to be like idiosyncrasies, but the main cores, what I see over and over again with mindset blocks is I'm not good enough. That's a huge, huge one. I feel that comes from a deep worthiness issue and wounds that we've experienced in our life, in our past, in our history, as a part of our ancestral line, if you will. And really, for me, there's, we'll we'll talk a little bit about like how to turn those around, but I think that that's a huge one that limits Mm -hmm. people from stepping into their power, increasing their visibility. And also if they do step up, it really, they stay small or they Mm -hmm. dampen down their voice for fear of ridicule or criticism. Hey, Michelle here. I wanted to take a pause and emphasize how important this mindset block around 
enoughness is when it comes to getting our message out. And it shows up in really insidious ways like, am I expert enough? Is my work good enough? All of it goes back to that uber thought of, I'm not enough. And when we are doubting our expertise and our capacity, that makes it hard for us to get our message out and to market our business. So this one is a key mindset block and it's sneaky. So look for it when you're thinking about your own work. Now I'll let Casey explain what the second block is. So I think that's a huge one. Another really popular mindset block has to do with money, especially when we're in the entrepreneurial space. And it is a part of our uh, role to increase our bottom line, to create a profit, to have a sustainable business. And money mindset blocks can absolutely get in the way of that. First, from making a profit at all, and second, from having self-imposed glass ceilings because we don't give ourselves that permission to bust through some old thinking patterns like, I'm not good with money, money is dirty, money is the root of all evil, richness and wealth breeds negativity and greed. If that's our programming, it's going to be really, really challenging to reach different levels, to have abundance, and to kind of cultivate gratitude and generosity. Yeah. And what's fascinating is I know somebody's out there listening right now and thinking, well, that doesn't have anything to do with visibility. Like money, that doesn't have to do anything with visibility. And what would what would you say to somebody who said that to you? <laughs> It absolutely does because to your point where you said no matter how amazing your message and your branding is, if it dies in a Google Doc, then it's gone nowhere. And it's the exact same thing with our thinking patterns, our paradigms. That is the foundation that governs all of our actions. And so you may not understand that that's secretly holding you back because there's an internal fear of success, sometimes even stronger. I see this especially with female entrepreneurs. The fear of success trumps the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And when we have these underlying patterns, and they may be dampened down, where you may not even be conscious of it, but they are very much um, the culprit of holding you back from pressing that go live button for your live stream, using your voice to show up on social media or write that, you know, kick butt blog post, whatever it happens to be. Because in order for our divine right client to find us, we have to be visible. So it doesn't matter how tuned in and amazing you are, how transformational your services are. If you don't have increased visibility with a really authentic voice that connects then you're going to be really hard pressed to have a full client roster. And what's interesting to me is that we get so worried about like, what if it goes wrong? What if I put this message out there and nobody responds? Really, sometimes the fear is, what if it goes well? What if I put this out there and everyone responds? Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge one because What I see as like one of, like we talked about, like a common mindset block, what I also see as a common fear is, um, you know, what if I get so big, I don't have personal time because one of those core desires is freedom lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So what if this goes so awesome that I have no more work-life balance and some people feel that that's a farce, but I don't have family time. I 
I can't take a month off and go vacationing. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we often feel that our boundaries are going to collapse or we're going to be encroached on if we hit X figures. Yes. What's always helped me with that is realizing that I'm still in charge of my boundaries. Yes. Love (laughs) that. Love that. Yeah. I heard a story once that Chris Evans almost didn't take the part of Captain America because he was afraid of being able to keep his privacy and his personal life personal because he knew that that role would blow him up and make him this mega star. And so he actually almost said no because of his privacy concerns and his boundaries around that. Yeah, and I I believe it. I also think that, you know, it's it's sometimes challenging in partnerships or relationships where maybe our partner has that fear. If you're so big, you're going to start traveling or if you're so big, you're you know, maybe going to leave me because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be up to your speed or someone else is going to like woo you off your feet when you go speaking on that stage, you know. So I think sometimes that fear can also hold us back from really stretching, you know, and reaching and and speaking up and, and, you know, really going for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great point. So how do you start to turn this around? How do you work with your clients to overcome these mindset blocks they're facing? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing really is to acknowledge um, and to not shame ourselves. We're just curious. We're shining a flashlight and we're kind of have like our inspector gadget hat on And we're just acknowledging and becoming super aware and also giving ourselves the confidence and permission that we can turn it around. Mm -hmm. And that goes really back to your point about fixed action, because that's the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. The fixed mindset is just, this is all that there is. But the growth mindset is what else, what's next, what's my part, you know, like it has a lot more variabilities and tapped into unlimited possibility and potential. So I think that that's a really great outlook as a broad overview of how to shift our mindset to also look for some positive evidence to confirm the truth. And I don't think we pause enough. So I think to pause, to celebrate these truths, and then to pause again and check back in with ourselves. So going back to that one block of I'm not good enough, you know, again, this is a worthiness issue and we have to kind of be willing to do the hard work, realize it's not going to be a one and done. I think this is really huge. And for anybody that is into personal or spiritual development, even if the underlying root is to become a better business person, you have to be willing to do that heavy lifting to turn over the rocks, right? And to kind of be okay with that messy middle, which is really uncomfortable. Like growth is not fun, but you know that there's going to be like this really great reward. I think one of those overarching things for that particular block is to tap into knowing that you have everything within you, the whole of the macrocosm within your microcosm, you hold all the answers, all the wisdom, power, and glory. You may have forgotten this fact. You may have become disconnected, but you absolutely contain it all. So that's kind of where my mind goes with that particular one. And then, you know, just to touch on the money mindset one, because that mm-hmm. is a big one, and that can really kind of suppress people and hold them back. That if we really just acknowledge money, 
as an energy exchange. That's all it is. We don't need to add some connotation or story around it. And to your point of empowerment, which I'm a fan, we're on the same page with that, is that we have the power to flip the script, to be empowered, to control the narrative, and and to really start looking at like abundance is my birthright. The more I have, the more I give, the more I have. You know, wealth is just this continuum of overflowing richness. I think that those are some of the initial stages that people can just start to become aware and look at possibilities and then lean into those possibilities. Yes. And I do think the awareness piece is so key because we are running on this like automatic pilot in our brain. And I know a big moment for me, a big turning point was realizing the fact that I didn't have to believe what I was thinking. Mm, I love that. (laughs) I love that. I'm such a fan of Byron Katie's work. I think that that's another great action step for your listeners when they're like, you know, maybe resonating with this, but still a little bit unsure of how they can contextualize this and make it really practical for themselves. And for those listeners that aren't familiar with Byron Katie, she's got four super powerful questions. This is such a good spot for somebody to start. And the first question, when a thought comes in, you know, I've got this little thought that's trailing in, is that true? Which sounds so simple, but that's the power, right? There's power Mm -hmm. in that simplicity. Can you absolutely know it's true? And it's funny because when you do this work and you first ask yourself, is it true? You're like, yeah, of course it's true. That person thinks this about me, right? But then again, breathing, pausing, you ask that second question, can you absolutely know it's true? Mm -hmm. Oh, very interesting. What comes up? Third question, how do you react? Like what happens when you believe the thought, and again, I know we're whipping through this and it's such mm-hmm. powerful work, but the fourth question is, who would you be without that thought? This is the turnaround. This is the time where you can explore, you can lean into the opposite of that thought or belief, and then you can ask yourself, pause again, how do I feel when I think this thought and then pause? And mm-hmm. then how do I feel without this thought? And check in. And I guarantee you, when you give yourself permission to choose the better feeling thought, that is when true transformation can happen and you can self-initiate that. Yes, yes. I. It's so funny you bring this up because I just heard a podcast interview. I think it was on um, the 2B Magnetic podcast with Byron Katie. And you can even do, yeah, you can even do this. Like her example was something like, I'm having dinner with Steve tonight. And then you ask yourself, well, do I know that's true? And your mind goes like, oh yeah, absolutely it's true. But can you absolutely know? It's like, well, no, something might come up. I might not make it to dinner. Steve might not make it to dinner. So it was just a really fascinating look into how to do this on even things that you just take as fact. Oh, I love that. I love the fact that you start with something basic because sometimes when it's too personal and too highly charged emotionally, we don't have perspective. So I think that's a great starting point. Yeah. Yeah. You can just start with just like a basic, small thing and then then use that process because it really is powerful to question what you're thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. Blown away. Oh, so good. All right. You've given lots of great steps. And yes, 
do check out Byron Katie's The Work because it is phenomenal. Is there any other first step that my audience could start to take today that will help them start sharing their message more? Yeah, I think that getting our energy in alignment is a crucial step. What, however you want to incorporate that into your life, whether that is a morning routine, which I know has become kind of trendy, or maybe you block that in in a PM bookend, or maybe you rock both. But I think that that's a really powerful way to schedule our days that get us in alignment with who we are, break that pattern of autopilot, which then in turn is going to break this status quo. You're going to really start to see the needle move both in your personal life and in your business life. When you press pause, when you become embodied, when you kind of tune within and you connect with your heart wisdom, you turn off some of the digital distractions and you give yourself some time and space for your own creative wisdom to bubble up and then pay attention with that curious, open growth mindset and have a place to capture it, whether that's in journaling, whether that's on post-it notes, Mm -hmm. you're going to be so surprised on what's lying inside of you. Like there's nuggets waiting, you know, it just needs the time and the quiet to bubble up. Oh, that is so important. A few months ago, I was really struggling to find like people to work with, like the right people that I was excited about that were excited about doing the work. And the funny thing was, is I realized that I had totally let my morning practice go off the rails. Mm. Like I wasn't, I wasn't doing the mindset work that I usually do. I wasn't like taking a few moments to, you know, like work on my energy for the day or set my intentions. And I'm like, oh, interesting how things weren't working in my business when I stopped taking care of myself in that way. I really love when that happens because it just um, re-validates a truth that we've already known and somehow it slipped. And then we get excited because we've proven it to ourselves. I'm a huge fan of not following blindly, but actually doing the action and proving it to ourselves. So I, I love that. Mm, yeah, it is. It was so powerful. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I need to be doing every day in order to really show up and do my best work in the world. Agreed. I'm right there with you. All right. So are you ready for the lightning round of three word rebellion questions? Bring it on. Okay, here we go. Question number one, what's one thing you're rebelling against? Okay, cool. I love rebels. <laughs> I won <laughs> my whole life. So, um, so this is cool. So I would say one thing is um don't feel like you have to follow a specific path that you actually can dissolve all the shoulds and release any obligation in your life and business. And then step up and claim your brilliance, right? Like discover it and claim it and be willing to be the trailblazer. And when I say that, I'm not just saying like, oh my gosh, you're going to be a leader because some people don't want to be a leader. Be at least a trailblazer for yourself in your own Mm -hmm. life, right? And unapologetically, so we can cultivate freedom and also um, being free to have an open heart. Because I think especially in this day and age, we 
can easily become guarded when we turn on the news and we see so much strife and political unrest and big movements that are very polarizing that we can stay guarded and we can stay silent. And it's very easy because in our mind, right, it tells us that that's how we stay safe. Mm -hmm. And so really busting through so we can experience freedom with an open heart. That's so good. And you've kind of answered my second question, but I'll ask it anyway. What change do you want to create in the world? Oh, man. So for me, (laughs) I want to create a world where there is more integration. So Mm. where we bust through that black and white nine to five day, like that could be our day job or that could be our way of being, right? Metaphorically. And choose to live and express ourselves fully in color 24-7. And I know this intimately because I didn't do that for many years. And when I had my first corporation, which I ran for 17 years, I had it in my mind that I had to be buttoned up and professional in order to fit that role, in order to really command respect as the seven-figure earner, right? Mm-hmm. That I had to be buttoned up in black and white. And it took a lot of time and it was really painful to realize, oh, I don't need to do that. So I'm really committed to this um, integration aspect, bringing all facets of ourselves to our life and also where our spirituality can shine through our work and isn't reserved for just Sundays or private meditation time. So it really kind of dovetails into dropping the guards and dropping our masks. Love it. Love it. And if everyone was integrated, like bringing their full self to their work, what do you think the world would be like? Oh my God, I would be so lit up and on fire if that was the case. I I do believe one day it is going to be the case. I really do. I feel that there is a spiritual awakening and, and I really do feel there is a feminine rising that is moving in that direction, which is very exciting. I would say if everyone gave themselves permission to be authentic and trust their brilliance and approach their work as worship and actually then honored this holistic integration that we're talking about that life would have less drama and trauma and we would be so tuned in and then joy, right? Juicy joy would spread faster and easier. And I, for one, have both hands raised, like bring it on. I love it. I love that vision. So Casey, if my listeners want to soak up your goodness, where can they find you online? Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. I would be honored and they can connect with me at KCROSSI.com. And if they want to grab a free listener's guide, I have a free video series, which is called Know Thyself and Lead. Goes into some of these deeper things about questioning our thoughts and how to dream big and how to really become connected to that sweet spot. They can grab that at CaseyRossi.com slash guide. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I encourage each and every one of you listening to go out and grab Casey's guide. It was such a pleasure to talk to you today, Casey. I loved connecting with you, Michelle. Thank you. This is such an excellent conversation about mindset. And one of my biggest takeaways that I would love for you to reflect on is what happens when you discover one of these thoughts, one of these little gremlins that are getting in the way of taking action in your 
business? What do you do and how do you react? Because I really loved what Casey said about slowing down, bringing awareness to that thought, showing ourselves some compassion. I know for me, when I do my own mindset work around my message, around my business, I will find a thought and then start beating myself up for thinking that thing like, oh, I can't believe this. I thought I had this handle. Come on, Michelle, you've got this. Why are you still thinking this way? And beating ourselves up is never helpful in mindset work. How can you show yourself more compassion as you are dealing with the mindset issues that are stopping you from marketing your work to the world? With that, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you are ready to work on that message, that message that powers your marketing, your sales, your copy, I would love to help you with that. Right now, I have two spots available in the three-word rebellion messaging intensive, where we create that one-of-a-kind message that grabs people's attention and figure out what your key messages are in order order to convert those people who are curious about you into clients. So if this is something that you are interested in, you can head on over to Dr. Michelle Mazer slash talk and get all of the details and book your own three-word rebellion messaging intensive consultation where we can talk about if this is a right fit for your business. So until next time, be compassionate with yourself and get those mindset gremlins identified so you can move past them. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the show. Your support means the world to me. Did you know the Rebel Uprising podcast has a quiz that can help you pinpoint the number one way to build an audience of superfans while staying true to your unique personality? We do, and it's called What's Your Rebel Roadmap to Exponential Impact and Influence? And you can take it at therebelquiz.com. If you're loving the podcast, do us a favor, rate and leave us a quick five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more people like you find the show. Until next week, remember, your ideas matter. And now get back out there and cause an uprising in your industry. You got this.